Season 1, Episode 14 of Gupshop Pod. I'm your host, Tejas, and you can follow me at MyLifeIsn'tTV. My guest this week is one of my best friends from uni, Evan, who you can follow at Evan.Spaghetti. Support the podcast by buying us a coffee, liking, subscribing, and reviewing us on your preferred podcast platform, or follow us at Pod. This week's podcast is a fun bumper podcast with some extra content, because I've been gone for some time, and I really appreciate you all listening. Enjoy! Yeah, what's up? Oh, snap. I'm being recorded? Yeah, already. Did you? <laughs> oh, oh shit. It's the feds. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I'll describe to your podcast listeners. I currently have a handlebar mustache. <laughs> um, I look like I'm out of a 70s Western. Tejas will attest to that. My mustache is comparable to his right now. 100%. 2018 vibes. Tony still thinks that you have the handlebar mustache. Yeah, yeah, because Tony knows what's up. No, actually, you know what's funny, dude? So I totally, I was shaving the other night because I hadn't for a while. Mm -hmm. And I did the thing I always do where I stop on the mustache. Mm -hmm. And just for kicks and giggles, I was like, you know what? Let me just keep the mustache on just so I can get like a rise out of Wendy's mom when she Mm -hmm. sees me with a mustache. She didn't even flinch. She just like kept talking. She didn't bring it up once. I was so annoyed. And then... I decided I was I was FaceTiming with Wendy and I still had it on mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? Hold on real quick. And so I just I literally shaved it off during mm-hmm. our FaceTiming and she was like she was like you just gained back 3 years of your life. Like <laughs> she's like it's amazing how much older a mustache makes you look. On me she was like you look like old in like a bad way. I was like, oh. <laughs> I guess I'll pretend I'm still young. It is crazy how, I mean, I need to trim this down. It's been a while, but it's crazy how you can like skip a decade, essentially. Like (laughs) it's, it's, it's fascinating. I I have no idea what it plays into like our visual psyche. I remember like back in college, I would shave pretty regularly. It's only after graduation that I like kind of grew this out and made it look what it is now, you know, like get the power behind the beard. Right, right, right. And just looking back at like some of the older photos, it's like, man, it looks so different. And it's the same person, of course. We all change over time, but it's still like shocking to think about. I don't know. It's weird, man. It's like I don't identify with oh. that person anymore. You know what I mean? Like that's a different person that I just don't associate oh. with. Dude, yeah, no. All of my past facial hair choices looking back it's almost like i was actively like in the like how bad can you look challenge with myself (laughs) like i knew i had bad facial hair but i was like yeah i know this makes me look bad but can it make me look just atrocious like i was doing like (laughs) what uh it was like sophomore year i had you know freshman year i just did like baby face i was i wasn't clean shaven but it was just like stubble most of the time yeah then then the sad experimentation started because I think that's like around the time like no shave November started getting popular. Sure. But like I did like I was doing like what Abraham Lincoln's sideburns. Oh no, the chin strap. It was mm. the full, it was fully around. Like I was constantly wearing a helmet. Um and then then it would yeah. just be like I would do the no shaving of like it wasn't like, oh, this dude just like lets his beer go. It's like, no, this poor person doesn't practice hygiene. Like <laughs> I had 
I had a beard that was like someone could see me across the dining hall and know like, oh, that kid smells bad. Like, no, it's it it does communicate a lot. I mean, that's the thing. It it wasn't even about the the, the weird part was I think people who thought that a bird would just like pop out of your out of your hair, <laughs> it's like yes. pick something you're about to eat. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess it's for him now. It's like, who oh, is that? That that reminds me. I have some saltines over here. I have a. <laughs> family of baby pigeons in the back of my nurturing of course of course yeah Yeah. i'm an animal lover tage you know this yes how are the new cats what are their names uh you know i'm not i don't really have names for them i'm not sure if you can see them they're like kind of chilling in a corner right now that's cute one of them is named harby the other one the other one i'm not quite sure what her name is i kind of want to go with low main um because she's the She's the low maintenance one, mm-hmm. and also because of the food. But like, <laughs> it's it's one okay. of those things. That's really cool. Yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, no, they're both they're both progressively getting better. I think this is this is day what four mm-hmm. or five that they've actually been like in the room, and so like one of them cries a lot at night, but each night oh. has been crying less and it's it's one of those things where yeah it's 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 cute to me too until you're actually trying to sleep and then it it really loses its cute quick like i wake up in the morning and i like it it was actually it was pathetic there was a day dude where i was i was i had gotten such a bad sleep because of their crying Mm. that the next day i was in my room and they were both just like dead asleep and like doing the sprawled out like we're comfortable thing i went over to the cage and started meowing at them because i was like let's see how you like it you know y'all are gonna fuck up my sleep this is some revenge meowing and then i revenge (laughs) yeah exactly and then i realized i was an adult man meowing at kittens like and i was just like okay maybe maybe i'm not the maybe i'm not the right person for these cats to be their forever home to so if uh if you know anyone in the greater california area who wants two semi wild kittens let me know i will i'll put this out there on the podcast for the listeners if anybody in the in the state of california so you're willing to go you're willing to make the trip to drop it off I'll let the listeners I'm, know. I'm willing. I will cut some holes in a FedEx envelope and mail you two kittens. <laughs> It'll be the fuzziest package you've received in the mail. But it's important that I mail both of them together. They're sister kittens, and they've yeah. clearly they've bonded. Mm-hmm. So yeah, free kittens. I'm not charging anything. So nice. you're welcome, world. Nice. It's doing good for humanity. Really, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm just, I'm just realizing it's like, you know, I took them in. I don't even quite know why. Mm. Like, I was just making coffee one morning and I saw them outside and yeah. I just had the urge to catch them. So mm. I did. <laughs> like, part of me was well, like, like a thinking, Pokemon. Yeah, no, I was like, well, you know, the funny thing was, so Wendy's mom has a lemon tree in the backyard. Uh-huh. And they were they were taking dumps under the lemon tree. Okay. 
And part of, for some reason, that like set me off. Uh I was like, I'm the only one who takes dumps under that tree. (laughs) Like, you know, what are you trying to do? Remark my territory. Right, right. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, so part of me was like catching them with this idea of like, oh, this will be good to like, you know, we'll get them neutered and then they can go back Mm -hmm. into the wild. And then that way there's just, there's no more like, they can be stray cats, but I don't want these stray cats to make more stray cats. Right. But like, it's funny, like we're in the exact opposite. Like when, remember there's like a part in the pandemic where it was like impossible to get a pet from a shelter. Like all yeah. the shelters were drained. Yes. Now, like at least in this part of Cali, like literally all the places I called were like, yeah, no, we ain't taking in no stray cats. Like we booked. Like so, I was like, man, things really switched back to we're too full quick. So That's mad, right? I saw this article. Someone, some, some person had the bad idea to create content in the form of a written article. Now, listen, there's a bunch of bad content out there, right? A of bunch course. of bad, just bad quality. But the thing is, you hope that you have people around you in your life. And you know that I'm a big proponent of this. People that will question as to whether what you're doing makes sense or not, right? Like the bare minimum. And you've been that person for me for almost a decade now. Actually, I think, yeah, uh, Yeah, we're coming up on a decade. Yeah, yeah, we're coming up on a decade, yep. And so this lady wrote about how she put her dog that she got during the pandemic down. And I was like, one, why oh. did you write it? And two, what editor, what person was like, yeah, you should publish this. Like, surely there was like some steps in between the idea to write about it. Well, let's go all the way back. First, maybe. Yeah. The- <laughs> let's go back to who thinks it's a good idea to put down a dog. Yeah. Good Lord. Already dealing with evil people. Yeah, man. And it's just, and then like writing the article about how much like, emotion negative emotion and shame she felt i was like but where was but how do you justify that it didn't make it. yeah where where was this emotion when you were doing this shit like good lord yeah. well, oh it was the you word. know i'm just like what i mean you know i it broke my heart reading that and it broke my heart seeing people like go girl girl boss even yeah. if it was a guy oh. like you go man proud of you for being open about your feelings I was like, your feelings of being oh. a dick? I don't understand. Like, yeah, we have, we well, it's one of those things where I don't I don't know anything about this particular person, no. but it sounds like one of those things where it's like when someone when someone doesn't have like enough IQ points to realize something's a bad idea. Yeah. So like they don't think that I'm doing something evil. Mm-hmm. Like you don't write you don't write and share this. No. Like they genuinely thought that they were doing the right thing. And that it like still like really hurt them to do mm. it. I'm trying to be as like optimistic sure, yeah. about people's stupidity as sure, possible. Sure. But like, yeah, dude, I don't know. There's a lot of there's there's plenty of people out there that should like us we should <laughs> the interview process for getting a pet should be much more rigorous. Yeah, it's, it's been abundantly like, clear. Like, and and even if you pass the initial test you should then you only get you get one goldfish and it's it's a it's a can you keep this goldfish alive for three months out you know like 
if if you fail, if that goldfish dies after 89 days, you are not allowed the next pet, mm-hmm. which is like a snail yeah. or something also of like, you know, small and hopefully easy to take care of. Yep. Like, you know, but and eventually, hopefully, if you graduate up all the levels, you get to child. So it's like a, a yes. long process. I would I would dig it. The uh the new job gives uh a lot of health support for animals in the family as well oh. so i was like oh wow okay it's uh <laughs> so it's been nice so you're about to, you're about to put on some dog ears and go to the vet for all your dentistry <laughs> exactly. you're like the the animal plan's great but the dental shit <laughs> like, oh, and the guy comes like oh come on man who are you trying to fool yeah it's like it's like oh come on I'm like the third talking dog you've seen this week now come on help me out I can't be the only one thinking it. Uh, yeah. That's funny. I had briefly mentioned about the length of time that we've known each other. So do you remember how we first met? I think so. I mean, well, I know I know we met in U-Haul, University Hall in NYU. Mm-hmm. And it was, it must have been, I guess it must have been fall 2011, right? Yeah like sometime around there uh so it's funny it's funny so like i don't remember the specific time where it was like oh evan this is tages mm-hmm. like nice to meet you but I, I remember when it was time for the super bowl that year mm-hmm. i remember very distinctly wendy sending me a photo of her mini fridge stocked with booze and you next to it being like <laughs> thumbs up yes yeah, huge thumbs up, giant smile, and I was like, "Oh, I am so there." <laughs> but, but yeah, it's like because I think it was like one of those things where it's like I I met you, but we also didn't have any classes mm-hmm. together. So it's like if we did hang out, it would only be when we were all in probably Wendy's dorm, yeah. Um, yeah. which was like. Was that like what the third floor? I don't know. It's all it it was it was one that I remember being fourth floor. I remember it being close enough to the ground floor because that Super Bowl hearing the celebrations at uh Union Square Park and being like, This is the worst. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I thought about it and I was like, No, I've had worse. Um yeah. but this has been pretty bad so far. <laughs> it's like I would rank it as like probably third. Well, now at the time it was like definitely i mean everything is disappointing in the moment or like amazing in the moment and then with time you get a little bit of like reflection and stuff yeah it levels off right Uh, plus also what do they say comedy is tragedy plus time so now looking back at it i mean that was not there was nothing comedic about that at all oh well what was comedic was how excited i was for fucking mike's hard lemonade (laughs) i was like I saw that in the fridge and I was like in the picture and I was like, oh, great. I'm getting fucking wasted tonight. (laughs) Like, let's go. Like, I was so clearly like I was like afraid of drinking booze Mm. back then that I would be like, unless it tastes like candy, I'm not having it. I mean, that's a that's a good standard to have because. Most alcohol doesn't taste good, but when you're eight, well, most alcohol doesn't also give you diabetes. And I was like, I would like both, please. <laughs> give me a sleepy foot and a woozy head. Thank you, Mike. You um, you haven't, you haven't drank in a while. Would you, if you were to drink again, would you just drink Mike Mike's hard lemonade? 
<laughs> yeah, go back just to straight lemonades. Yes. Yeah, I would. Well, if I if I drank again, which I don't think I would, mm -hmm. but I would, I wouldn't drink. Uh, I wouldn't drink any uh, alcoholic beverage that has sugar in mm. it, like because it's just like it's just a double whammy of dehydration. Yep. Like I would have to start on like you know those uh. I'd probably go back to like, I would start with like a Heineken that come in those bottles that are like the size that you give to like babies, you know? <laughs> yes. Not, not that you, I'm not yeah. just for the, to all the listeners out there, don't give your baby Heineken unless they ask. Of for course. It. And you know, like respect baby's choice. Of course. Booze. Yeah. Of course. As long as they're being polite, right. You got to teach manners from a young age. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I also spoke to Vish about it and he was like, I don't, if I were to drink something, which he also doesn't think he ever will, he's never has before, he never will. Oh, wow. like, yeah, because I mean, he just chooses not to. Although, like, he'll still come out to the club, right? To like 3, 4 a.m., but he doesn't drink. He'll ha he has just, a Red Bull, though, which, again, not to say that's like fine or anything. It's also a lot yeah. of sugar, a lot of other shit in there. But um, yeah, I mean, as opposed to like, you know, Jaeger bombs where you just keep the Red Bull coming. Oh, sure, sure. Well, that's the thing. That's impressive to have to have never never uh, had a drink. That's like that's that next level. Yeah. Like I I don't know. I totally like in college. I was drinking in part because it was like a thing to do. Like it was like because I, I I was super I was super super straight edge in high school. Mm -hmm. So like I didn't actually drink at all. Like at like ever in high school i was so paranoid that like those i would like you know i would have like a sip of something and like the fucking nsa agent in the van outside was like we can go like get them you know like yeah but but then i was like i don't know i it's fine like, but because i didn't do it for so long then in college like when i did it it was like i was doing it i was doing it recklessly not because i like really was like needed to mm -hmm. but like i i thought it was like it was important to like have good like i drank too much stories mm -hmm. so i would purposefully be like doing things where it's like oh like i could easily get like things to pair with this vodka that are good mm -hmm. but instead instead i'm like let me only chase this with milk <laughs> because not because it tastes horrible to anyone who's ever tried vodka with milk congratulations you're just as psychotic as me <laughs> but like it was purely it's so embarrassing to think back on it because it was like it was just so i had the story so i could tell people i drink vodka with milk and somehow that would like i don't know impress them mm. like make them think oh evan's like hardcore like, i don't know <laughs> i don't know who this was for in retrospect mm -hmm. clearly it wasn't for me <laughs> it wasn't for my liver was it is was it just like an anecdote to share as in because have you always been yeah you like sharing stories maybe that's why well well yeah well it's i like well it's as much as i like sharing stories or i like telling stories yeah more more than that i want people to i like care way too much about what other people think of me and at one mm -hmm. point in time my backwards ass totally thought that that was somehow going to be like points in the like evan Moore column mm. but like it's so cringe to look back and realize like i would be doing it like basically like 
alone or like Eric might see it because he was living with me at the time. Mm -hmm. But like the only way people would know this is if I just brought up this fact unsolicited, which is like, it's so embarrassing when it's like you have to like bring something up out of the blue because you want someone to know something. It's like, okay, let's, and it's, no one ever came over and I was like, who's ready for milk shots? Like no one ever, <laughs> no one ever was like, yes, thank you. Yeah. Thank God we are friends with Evan. <laughs> like. No, I think because you, you are passionate about storytelling that when you do have these funny, crazy stories and everyone does it, but like it is more seamless because you know how to share a story and tell a story. The the vodka milk one though, I do, they are called white Russians for people that are unfamiliar, I believe. I believe mm. they're called, I don't know. I, I think they're called white Russians, uh, but never in a shop form. And that's that's the exciting part because oh. it's, it's, in a, it's like, you know, directly, I mean, I can't imagine someone that's not only lactose intolerant, but also really bad with alcohol. Like that's just straight to the bathroom, just oh. spending it. <laughs> well, I'm looking up. Okay, so no, a white Russian is a cocktail with vodka, coffee liqueur, and cream served oh, okay. with ice. Coffee. That actually sounds good. You know, so you appealing. Were one, you were one part away, but at the time, were you a coffee drinker? No, no, I actually I didn't get into coffee until like probably another couple of years after that. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing. So it's like, it's. I'm like, I might be, I'm like sober now, but I'm definitely still chemical dependent. Exactly. Anybody who is just raw dogging through life, no caffeine, no, no liquor, That's the Dalai no, Lama right there. That's the Dalai Lama, yeah. It's true. He is just raw dogging life straight. No like, <laughs> prescription drugs, no nothing. Yeah, I dude. mean, fair, fair play to the guy, you know, I'm not, well, I'm not, I don't like to rain on anybody's parade. But fair play to him. I, I don't know how I could do it. Even well, right yeah. now. I've been thinking about just getting coffee because this new job I've been having to start at 8.30. So I've been waking Ooh. up at 6.30 and I've Ooh. been drinking coffee the whole week, the past week and a half now. Yeah, dude, I feel that. Oh, yeah. when I was, yeah, when I was working at my office job, mm -hmm. the free coffee, I would abuse that. I was having like, <laughs> and that's the thing, it would, I wouldn't even need more, like, yeah. but I was like, you know what? screw it fourth cup let's go and then like there would be a day where i'm like you know what i just don't need coffee i'm just not gonna have any today and then i would yeah. have the biggest caffeine withdrawal headache and i would be like lying on the couch just like moaning to eliza my boss and she was yep. like did you have coffee today and i'd be like no She'd be like, well that's why you're not dying you're just decaffeinated yeah Oh no, I'm addicted. <laughs> but uh, we've talked a little bit about the length of time that we've known each other. And I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite memory of us hanging out, spending time together? Oh man, that's a good one. Let me see. What's my favorite memory of us hanging out and spending? Well, you know, I think it does. Uh, okay. That's actually, okay, let me think now. That's difficult because it's like, obviously, there's the, uh, the videotaped uh, us celebrating mm -hmm. that Super Bowl win was really a good one uh, against the Falcons one. That was, that was a good one. But let me think. I feel like we're trying to remember, like, 
Yo, you know what? There is a just for reference in that video that's populated the internet now. I was <laughs> high as a fucking kite. So yeah, um, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Well, you know. Oh, well, you know what? How about that was one of my. It wasn't maybe necessarily the most like fun or most whatever mm -hmm. time, but there was a time, the time where uh, you, oh, there's there's a couple, both times involved edibles actually. Mm. Um, the time where you and I had edibles on the way back to your house, we were <laughs> both very high and walk into like your mom who has like. A family friend over who like wants to talk to you about like you know future career strategy mm -hmm. with you yeah. and like having be, getting to be in a room with you like with us both like secretly knowing that we're way too high for this <laughs> to be happening like having like an actual like serious conversation about like next steps and stuff that was really like that was funny on like a private sure. moment um i'm trying to think another one then there was also I, I completely forgot about that one, but once you said it, it just like popped into my head. Jeez, man, we yeah. really got up to some hijinks. Well, you know what? It's fine. One of my favorite, one of my other favorite uh, moments actually happened. It was like the moment, the moment happened after we had separated. But mm -hmm. uh, so we were hanging out at, I believe we had, we'd been hanging out like uptown or something. And we had wound up at Taehoon's place or okay. someone's someone's apartment in Midtown. Okay. And we were given uh, we were given weed cookies, mm -hmm. and we both split one, and we were then just chilling, vibing out. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, that was actually that wasn't that bad. Like you know, like I'm feeling like pretty decent about it. And you're mm -hmm. like, yeah, same. And then we like you know both like parted way like you went mm -hmm. back up to the heights and i went back down to east 6th street and it wasn't until i was back at east 6th street where all of a sudden it actually hit like <laughs> i had thought it hit and it totally wasn't then all of a sudden like i was i, I remember like my roommate and his butt leaned in unnaturally close to the screen and like couldn't stop watching like and with like with my one hand that was like still working i texted you asking you if it just also kicked in for you uh -huh. um because i because i knew it was like even though we weren't together i realized i was like oh my god tay just just got so high <laughs> um so i texted you and i asked you if it had just kicked in for you and you said yeah but you also added that when you got home, you also smoked more. <laughs> I was just like, good Lord. Like, I'm already paralyzed. This guy fucking also added more smoke on top of that. It's just like, <laughs> I just imagine it was like trying to tranquilize King Kong. Just like, <laughs> hit him with more darts, you know? He refuses to go down. Hit him with the smoke, Johnny. But, so that was... That was one of those. I like that moment because it was like, even though we weren't technically in the same spot, mm -hmm. I felt like it was that like we we're going through the same thing. And so even though we were there was like technically a great physical distance, I felt very close to you at that point in time. Yeah, which the, also uh, totally was the weed speaking. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely understand. I think what I tried to communicate and it failed to do so of was I was like, 
yeah, I got home and smoked more and then the edible. Oh, you see, right, all these right. years, I thought it was the other way around where you're like, wow, <laughs> I am really, really high right now. I better I mean, smoke more. Just like, in case. Like, just in, no. case, just in case this other eyelid doesn't close, like, <laughs> let me just nip that no, in was, the bud. That's the thing. I, I There have been times in California here in New York um, where I'm like, you know, I'm I'm just way... I'm way too high right now. And that's, that's okay. Like, it's just a, something you have to accept. Um, yeah. The, the podcast that I do with uh, Amon and Baibo, mm-hmm. for real, before the last episode where they wanted to talk to KT about arranged marriage, I smoked with my roommate and her friend who used the phrase stony baloney. <laughs> <laughs> so good. when I was doing the podcast, I listened back to it and I was like, this is just fucking garbage for me like it was so uh, bad podcasting i couldn't believe it i felt yeah. bad a li- i felt a little bad for my because he had to edit through all of it but i was also like <laughs> no, you, you signed up for it right like yeah you know, that, that, was, was that was the deal <laughs> no dude i totally i'm so thankful that i hadn't had any of my uh the the stoner years like documented because mm. i was so aware in retrospect like how much my cadence would get fucked up from being too high mm-hmm. where it's like i wasn't ever like so high that i wasn't making sense mm-hmm. but i was just talking so slow yeah like it was like jesus christ Evan, just get the sentence out of your fucking fat mouth like let's go like i have fucking i have places to be and you're like fucking like you know and I would like, you know, God forbid there was a person or place in the story. Fucking sure. have to dig into the memory bank to bring up a name. And it's like, his name's Eric. He's your roommate. You fucking stoner. Good God. Have you ever like filmed or done any content where you were high and you watch it back and you're like, oh my God, this fucking guy. Get to the fucking dialogue. No, no. I've thankfully, I never, I never did anything. Uh, I never did anything on camera high. There was mm-hmm. actually, there was one time actually when I was working on a film set mm-hmm. and one of the, one of the actors who was doing a small part. So they were only there for a few days brought like a fucking like pound of weed, which was, it was like, I, I'm, it was like, <laughs> it was like way too much. Maybe I'm exaggerating. What's what is like the usual? What's the large amount when it's in like a big bag? Is that is it an ounce? Is, I, it an, is an ounce a large amount of weed? No, I want to say it's like a a pound. Yeah, a well, pound. Yeah, yeah wow. Well, I'm talking like a big Ziploc bag that you would use for like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I was like, yo, you brought this all just for you for your like two or three days of shooting, like, and he was like. <laughs> I like being high. So I was like, Jeez, I, I, so I, I, I I'm was, I was just right? doing behind the scenes work. Yeah. Well, of course you don't, you don't, <laughs> what am I going to do? Say no, like an adult. No, I have to be a spineless worm and say yes to every drug that's offered to me. So I say, yes, I take a hit and it's like one of those things where it's like, I felt high, but it didn't feel good. I was trying mm. to, I, and I wasn't not functioning, but I was just like, I realized it was like, it doesn't make like, it doesn't make the job better. Like, like it just, if anything, I was like, oh, great. You now have to do this job while also seeming not high. Like I I had never been so like, 
eager to have the that feeling leave my system and so yeah. it was like but yeah no thankfully and so it's funny so i was like if it, that was embarrassing enough like as an, in an off-camera role like mm -hmm. i would i couldn't imagine doing that to myself in an on-camera right. role it's, like it's even too it's too much for me now right like i would just be like like working on any project or doing anything i would just be like i i just want this to be over you know like i'm yep. just fucking get out of my system it's just yeah, you can't what what you know that's the thing even with alcohol like once you're drunk you're drunk like it's not gonna go away like that scientists yep. need to find out a way for people to consume and be the perfect amount of drunk for like x amount of period of time right like oh, yeah take a pill within 15 minutes bang it's just like just smooth say like what what are they what are they working on i don't understand i understand yeah. okay i understand a vaccine but that's dumb yeah. what, what are they oh. doing curing covid come on yeah. <laughs> get me drunk get me drunk pfizer it's just that's not meant funny. to be it's not meant to be i think the right amount is definitely achievable mm. the problem the problem is is like you know i knew or i i figured out way too late that i wasn't the right type of person like i have an addictive personality so yeah. like whenever i do anything i'm like this is amazing like more please yes so it's like let's like if i hit the right amount of high there's a part of my brain that like but you can be higher and then it's like yeah and then i would then the funny thing is i would get too high i would get that annoying lightheaded I need to fucking close my eyes feeling. And I would yeah. always have the same conversation. I would have the like, we're never getting this high again conversation. Mm. And I had that conversation multiple times <laughs> to the point where I would like, the person who has that, like, it's like another Evan, like talking to the way too high me. Like mm -hmm. that guy would eventually say things like, well, look who's back here again. <laughs> it's Mr. Never getting this high. Well. You're looking pretty dizzy, aren't you, shitbag? <laughs> I'm like, this is me. Why are you being so mean to me? It's like, because you don't keep your promises. Oh, man. Well, I will say I have to, you know, moving to California last month, and I assume keeping sticking to your word, it has been a change, and I do commend you and respect you for that. I also have an addictive personality, as you know, so it's nice that I channel my addictive personality into my work, things like this you know, yeah. other projects, but, and, you know, I have mentioned to Vish regarding you with fitness and your own journey. That is, is, I am very proud of you. And you obviously know this because of all the things that you're working on. You've mentioned that you've been on film sets before. So mm -hmm. what projects are you working on for the next year or two years like that? Like, what do you have lined up for you to, that you are excited to share that you want to share about? It's all, I'm excited. I'm also knocking on wood because mm -hmm. it's all like tentative stuff. Sure. So, um, I've been. Have I've you been signed any writing A's or? No, 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 no. Just, Pretty just, okay. just, uh, just a bunch of DNRs. Okay. You know they <laughs> they say they say if I flatline and then in and out that they're not supposed to bring me back because I'll just order more burgers. <laughs> um, but no, I'm as. Well, as you know, I'm writing this horror movie, writing another draft of it, and mm -hmm. it's been going very well. Um, but it's also like it's one of those things where I'm I'm hopeful that it gets made sometime mm -hmm. 
in the spring next year. Um, but it really is, it's up to me to get a draft out soon. That's also good. Like mm-hmm. I could get a draft out tomorrow. That would be shit. But mm. like, so it is one of those things where it's like, I know pretty much everything that has to happen, but then I'll have things where I'll be in bed and I'll like realize that like a character probably isn't even necessary and I could probably just cut them out. But I'm like in so deep that I'm like, well, just finish it before you go cutting them out. But then every time that character comes up, I'm like this fucking guy. (laughs) Yeah, no, actually, actually. And it's so funny because like, you're too hard on yourself on that one. You're too hard. Right now, that character is also the character that's going to be played by me. So it, it just feels it's just extra hilarious when it's just like, I'm like, why am I here? Like, like I'm realizing just like almost every party that I've been to, the experience would be that much better if I wasn't there. So I'm just like, I'm like, only have your character in the scene if it's absolutely somehow fucking pivotal to the mm. whole thing, you know? So Part of me is like, okay, don't write him out just yet. Like, maybe there'll be like, but also like the challenge of making sure he's actually being, if he's, if he's really, really useful, he can be in it a bunch more. If he's not really that useful, then only have him in it a smaller amount than you thought he was going to be in it. Like, there's nothing wrong with it being, mm-hmm. him being a small character. Um, but actually, the funny thing is, uh, one of my buddies was telling me that like, I sent him an outline for the whole thing. And okay. in that in that outline, uh, I think my character was one of the last, like second to last people to die. Mm. Um, and he was like, he was like, I don't know, dude, like I think you should probably die first because like, isn't it kind of egotistical to be like the person like writing the thing and then also be in it? like so much like shouldn't it be more like a cameo and Mm -hmm. ever and part of me was like you know fuck that (laughs) like (laughs) i am gonna be egotistical as fuck and make Mm -hmm. sure that my but like part of me was realizing like okay like i shouldn't like i shouldn't take his note personal it's more like you know don't don't make yourself a big old part of it but then be totally unnecessary Mm -hmm. so I guess it's a basically it's like I'm hoping by the time this film is being shot next spring or early summer that if I'm also in it it's because I figured out like everything like you know in a totally uh, uh, necessary way. Hi, Evan Sprigetti here in Queenstown East. Are you cold this winter? Do you want something warm in your hands and then hot in your belly? Go to Potty Man. Make you run faster, jump higher. Hell, even sex will feel better after the potty's in you. So, come and try the best Indian wraps before you tap that ass. Hey, this is, I mean, you've also like edited the podcast before. Oh, no, I, I've shipped it out. I wouldn't consider myself an editor by any means. It's... <laughs> no, no, you have. You have. You literally, I've forgot. I've genuinely forgotten parts of the podcast and I've called you 
and been like, just for the listeners, and I've called him and been like, hey, can you do this for me on Audacity, please? So that way then I can, you know, because literally one of my friends was like, hey, there's nothing on the pod. Like, you just intro it, and then there's nothing there. I was like, ah, for fuck's sake. You should have doubled down. You should have been like, yeah, it's a new experimental podcast. It's avant-garde. <laughs> I want to see how long people listen to silence. It's expensive nowadays. I don't know. Well, and also, yeah, like in, in California, I feel like it's probably what it's in New York or like the Northeast, like maybe four months. Well, now a little warming, five months of the year where AC is actually like legit needed. Here, it's like 13 of the months, you know, <laughs> fucking. Uh, yeah. But so I was walking out and like the first time AC was on the place and I was like, oh, my God. The house can feel like this. Mm. Why aren't we doing this? This is amazing. He's like money. Mm. That's true. Yeah, I can fan myself with dollar bills. Yeah, man, shit's expensive. I don't. Maybe it was always expensive, and like I just didn't know. But like, like, just things. Like things are expensive. I I wanted to print out something. I uh, I got this from. So I saw that. I saw a tweet. Mm-hmm. The tweet was that, like, recently divorced women will donate their now ex-husband's golf clubs. So you can go to a Goodwill and find, like, really good golf clubs at a very cheap price. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were telling me about that. Yeah. I got this frame as well. So I want to print, like, a photo of me and Casey. Um, and I was just looking at it. I was like, why is this shit so expensive to get, man? I don't... I mean, like, in that's why I got, like, a... What's it called? A frame from Goodwill. But you know, plants even fuck you know, just just like shit, man. Just just I don't know. Maybe I'm just well, you know. Maybe I'm just bugging out because that uh, freelance job still hasn't paid me yet. So maybe I'm just bugging out. Oh well, no, that's you're totally legit to bug out for that too. But also, no, dude, I know firsthand that frames are expensive because I I was like so excited. The one good thing about working at a movie theater was getting the extra and like posters and shit to bring mm-hmm. home. And so I was like, I only had like a few of them, but I was like, oh boy, I need to uh, buy the frames for them. Mm-hmm. And I looked e- on Amazon. It's like the fucking poster was free, but each frame is like 85 bucks. Like, uh, guess what? I'm not having shit on my walls. Y'all can look at my tubes hiding above my closet space because that's all you're getting. Good Lord. So we had talked a little bit about um, how you had mentioned how you have an addictive personality. Was that something that you learned about oh, yeah. yourself or in this past year, like since the pandemic, what's something that you learned about yourself? 
in the last oh. 12 to 15 months? Oh, you know, well, I, I always knew I had an addictive personality, even though I didn't, uh, I didn't have the terminology for it. Like, mm. basically, like, even going back to, like, middle school and high school, like, actually, no, even before, yeah, like, elementary school, too. Like, if I got introduced to something, mm. and I had a fascination with it, I then had to become obsessed with it. Like, mm. uh, I like I the kids I hung out with would like they all fucking bought yo-yos and I like you know would then spend hours just like fucking mastering tricks and showing up to school mm-hmm. like being like do you guys know how to do this and then people would be like chill out and we were doing it for fun and now you're fucking like taking it to like a you know whole new level the next but, level yeah so I guess oh uh, you know what I didn't okay so I'm what did I what did I learn about myself in the last like 12 to 15 months. Well, I guess a couple of things. Uh, the first one was, uh, I think like how to, how to genuinely, uh, handle and be comfortable with solitude. Mm. Um, and like, I guess, you know, the idea of, because when someone's alone, there's like, a little bit of the word lonely in that so people immediately think oh if i'm alone i must be lonely mm-hmm. but it's not actually the case like you can you know if you are able to be comfortable with yourself it actually is funny because then it's like it's dangerous it makes it so it's like when i'm with people i have to like that's like what gets weaker i'm like super comfortable being by myself i have to like get the same constitution for being with people mm, i see um I'm trying to think what else, what else did I learn about myself? Uh, I guess I learned in a good way that I can't kid myself on certain things like that. There's like a, there's like, you know, the inner voice in your head. Mm -hmm. And then there's the voice who like in your head that also like calls you out on your bullshit. Mm. And so like when I, uh, and so it's good because like that voice basically once you think of something, you can't like unthink it. True. So like that voice kind of starts nagging at you more and more and more. Like I remember I was patting myself on the back early into quarantine because I had given up drinking. Mm-hmm. I had given up. Of, I was still leaning super hard into another one. So I was like, you know, what would be really hard is to stop smoking. Mm. I was like, I got to, when I got actually like, you know, full quit. Um, and I also learned that quitting is actually not that bad. So yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, and I know we we talked about it a little bit earlier as well. But I guess it's like, I mean, yeah, it's it's the things that you do to enjoy. But also, if you are someone that has an addictive personality, it can be tough to modify. We were talking about storytelling. We were talking about you as a storyteller. I was hoping if you could talk a little bit about what got you into storytelling, like what what motivates you to want to be the best storyteller or a good storyteller or a great storyteller? Hmm. That is an interesting because it's, I guess, I don't know. It's a mixture of things. It's like, I think it's probably a mixture of it's like ego. It's like ego with comfort zone with hopefully also, uh, you know, pleasing or other people being able to get something out of it. Um, I guess I don't recall, like, I don't really have any, like, oh, well, 
I had like a couple of moments where I guess in high school, I was still playing football Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to doing like, you know, theater and stuff like that or doing improv. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I don't know, I guess I like, I felt like a certain, like I did want like that sort of attention, but like, I guess I never like the, the storytelling part of it, like, that I think really does like now that I'm like older and it's, it's changed too. You know, like I remember uh, like, it's so funny. It's, it's like, you ever just like have like, as a kid, like you don't remember shit from a certain year, but you might remember like random abstract memories. Right. Like I had this one abstract memory of, I was hanging out with my cousins at a sleepover. And one of them was like, they didn't remember this joke, but they remember the premise of the joke. They were like, wait, do you, do you like, we're like all like, you know, like eight, nine years old or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was like, you remember, like, they're like asking about the joke that was about the duck and the $20 bill. That's all that they had to go off. Okay. Do you you know what this joke is? No. And the funny thing is I still don't. I've, (laughs) I never have Googled it. I really should in all honesty. For some reason I lied and said I had heard of it and I just started to, I tried to make up a joke as I went along and that's really you know, <laughs> young, young Evan learned pretty quickly that just fucking meandering. And like, it was obviously not a joke. There was no punchline. It was just me trying to like, you know, keep my cousin's interests and like do like a funny voice for the duck or whatever. And like all this, you know, like I know I eventually like, petered out but it was one of those things where i guess i don't know i kind of uh i liked that there was there was nothing to go off of and yet like during the actual telling of it i did like i felt that awareness of like oh people are listening to me and like waiting to hear what's next but yeah i never actually figured out i have a feeling it's a dirty joke like like a duck walks into an unsavory place with 20 dollar bill and he's like is this enough for an eight ball and the dealer is like you fucking quackers or something i don't know it's some construct is there you know it's funny when we talk about um when we talk about film the the uh, average public they won't that maybe necessarily know a screenwriter's name but they'll right. definitely know the style, right? And you and I have talked a little bit about the style. I also sent you that TikTok that was... Uh, oh, yeah, I love that. It TikTok. was funny, right? Yeah, looking at the buddy uh, the buddy trope in, in Luca, which I have not yet watched, but, um, you know, it's out there for, for people that have Disney+. Plus. And probably even if you don't have Disney+, Plus, you can probably find it illegally. What am I saying? Um, yeah. I, I literally watched the Euros illegally today. So. <laughs> But we were so, yeah, so the average American public, I feel, doesn't know, you know, the names of screenwriters, maybe some of the right. ones now, maybe they're more literate. Um, definitely, the industry is literate. But in right. general, there, there's, you know, it's funny that you say ego, because to me, it's like, the average person won't necessarily know, or maybe I'm not giving the American public enough credit in terms of their, uh, their zealousness with the, with Hollywood, with us with the industry Uh, you're you're right most people like there's only like a handful of like name brand recognized screenwriters Mm. and even even the ones that are like name brand 
usually they are only recognized by people who are a little bit more into movies than the average movie goer, you know, you know, Charlie Kaufman is considered probably one of the most prominent and like name recognizable screenwriter out there. But I don't think the average moviegoer would recognize just his name. Like they would probably like if they saw like one of his credits where they would go, oh, yeah, I love this guy's writing. But like it's just yeah, it's for whatever reason, just part of like what we don't pay attention to. Are there certain screenwriters where you like their style, whether that's the conversation, the dialogue that they're creating between characters or the way they describe the surroundings, the setting, because there's some books and some scripts that I read where I'm immediately like transformed to another world, right? The movies, books, all of this content is escapism. You're escaping your daily sports, which you and I are, you know, humongous fans of the video that we talked about earlier that's oh, populated sure. across social media more yep. than a handful of well, times yep. now. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, are there certain screenwriters whose style you like in specific things overall? Well, I guess, I mean, I like, uh, like I just said, you know, Charlie Kaufman's probably mm -hmm. one of my favorites. Um, but also, you know, he's also a director too. So mm -hmm. I think it's, it's hard to, it's hard. Like he's obviously, he's done work in which other people have directed his stuff. But yeah. like, I think it's one of those things where it's like, it's hard to kind of like differentiate when it's like, oh, do I like, because ultimately we all like the finished product. Sure. Like, uh, I like, uh, I like a lot of uh, British humor for like the, the character interactions. I mean, obviously like everybody really loves Phoebe Waller bridge. Um, mm -hmm. But like, you know, and I have, I have her, uh, her scripts, for Fleabag, but oh. ultimately, uh, like, you know, I use the, it's like, it's like study material, the actual mm -hmm. book of it. Like if I had a friend over and they had never seen Fleabag, I would never offer, Hey, do you want to watch it or read it with me? Mm -hmm. Like, obviously we would read it. And then, so it's like, so I get like why people won't know people who are, uh, just yeah. the screenwriter because it is such a collaborative effort, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think other other screenwriters that I have like a particular affinity for. Um, uh, well, you know, every every film school kid who wants to get into screenwriting really likes Patty Chayefsky. Uh, okay, he wrote he wrote stuff like uh, Network and uh, Marty. Marty's actually one of my favorite scripts. Um, well, that's you see, I said favorite scripts, but it's really more. It's like one of my favorite films, and it's mm. like, and it's like one of those things where it's like, of course, it's like extremely well written. But if Ernest Borgnine doesn't like deliver the lines in a sure. way that makes you like, you know, really sympathize with Marty, then it's mm -hmm. like the whole thing falls flat. Yeah. So there's a bit I've been seeing. What if Michael Sarah played Thanos? <laughs> I mean, well, that's the thing. It's if. People are saying like, well, the reason that's funny is because like people are supposing what if Michael Sarah plays Thanos in the way we've come to expect his characters. To yeah. Be like, but like at the same time, like it, it's like, it's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. These are actors. They don't like, but of course it's like, if he did it like, you know, social network or zombie lands, Jesse yeah. Eisenberg, it's like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. yeah that's but true. actually it, it would be funny to actually like, 
Josh Brolin has a good like face for the CGIing purple mm-hmm. and like you know widening his neck. It would be really funny to see Michael Sarah <laughs> with just the fucking like middle linebacker neck and the fucking <laughs> like power jaw, but he still has his very like you know Ugh. tender Canadian voice. Yeah, and, that would that would be great. Can you imagine? Uh, can you imagine like? There's this uh, Twitter account I follow, Random College Athletes. There's a guy who looks like J.J. Watt, but from, uh, uh, what's that one? From Wish.com or whatever it's called. <laughs> oh, like a discount? Like... like a discount, yeah, like a deals and discounts J.J. Uh, Watt. Anyway, oh, so man. even J.J. Watt retweeted and it's like, who, who's man? Um, no, <laughs> it, it reminds me. Um, it reminds me about like just looking at some of the stuff that I sent to Pranoy, who was a former guest and also someone that I talked to film with along with you, uh, being talking about certain mm-hmm. actors playing certain roles for biopics and things like that. If you could have an actor play yourself in a biopic, who would you choose? Oh, man. Remember, Tages, I've never heard that question before. Let me think real quick. Have you never heard the question? <laughs> no, no, no. I've. I've actually never been asked this. I'm trying to think. I mean, assuming Moses the funny thing legend, is, brother. is I know, I know. Well, no one. I'm going to wind up playing myself in so many iterations of movies that Shit. it would be funny to then just like all of a sudden have somebody else take over. <laughs> That'd be right? really funny. Um, <laughs> let me think. You know, I guess. Uh, oh. Uh, it's it's not that he looks anything like me. Okay, but just because I think that he could maybe do a good job as uh, presenting me in a way that's like me, but also his own interpretation. Mm-hmm. I'd like to Miles Teller could mm-hmm. do Evan Evan's biopic. Okay, um, but. But only if I'm uh, I'm booked with the scheduling conflicts. Of you course, know? <laughs> of course, yeah. No, it, I completely understand. Um, I feel you. Okay, is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything you know? Anything uh, that's been on your mind? Anything that's been shared? Let me think. Uh, how do you feel well, about being on the West Coast with the upcoming football season, knowing that you're going to start watching like Sunday games at 10 a.m.? Um, oh, God. Yeah, no, that's that's going to be weird. Actually, it might be nice. It might be nice to have like, you know, the games finish and I'll still have part of my afternoon free. Yeah. But actually, you know, in all honesty, dude, I'm pretty sure I'm going to – I'm going to try to actively not watch a lot of football this year. Like Mm -hmm. just not only because I won't be getting like, you know, the Patriots stream Mm -hmm. like here as opposed to elsewhere, but like, I don't know. I guess it's one of those things where I, uh, I feel like the, the balance between like, you know, sports sports for me have always been, a mixture of like you know i don't consider them they're not bad and they're not wastes of time like mm-hmm. i want everyone listening to know i am very much pro sports but yes. like how you use them and like what you get out of them i feel like 
has changed for me. Like before it was like, you know, I would work my food service job Mm -hmm. and, or like, I remember when I worked at a movie theater, I used to lie and tell them I have church on Sundays. Like, cause you have to work weekends at movie theaters. It's their bread and butter. So I told them, I was like, okay, you can put me on all the Fridays and Saturdays you need, but my God, Jesus and I are kicking it on Sunday. <laughs> well, did they know kicking it referred to the 130 kickoffs of the Patriots? And, and Jesus um, referred to Jesus, who was a kicker for the yeah, practice squad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it was it was all very thinly veiled. Uh, <laughs> God was Tom Brady. I was a huge fanboy. Sure. No, um, the point is, you so like it was heart, man. Yeah. <laughs> It was an escape, though, from like, oh, I had a rough week at work. Um, let me like turn off my brain for four hours. Sure. Like, so part of it was literally like, uh, it was like letting steam out of the engine type thing. Yeah. And then, or, you know, and that was like, that was fine for like, you know, when I was watching by myself, or it would be a social thing. Hey, mm-hmm. and the buddies are going to get together and watch. Yeah. Uh, game um and that's fine too that's great because usually the game is secondary the real thing is hopefully being able to spend time with people you care about yeah i know sometimes it wasn't like the case now i'm a little bit older and i think i have a bit of a better grasp on my emotions as they were tied to sports Mm. but you know if if i was hanging with you and watching the patriots and the pats lost as long as we still had a good time like that was like if the pats won but we had a shitty time yeah like like at wherever place we went or whatever i would hope that the actual time with you dictated how i felt more than the thing that was totally out of my control you know mm-hmm. um what was it um, opening, so I, it must have been opening night 2019 where we went um banner number five went up Do you remember? Oh. Oh, yeah, we lost that, that game. That 2016 then. So the 2016 we won. So it was the 2017 was the year for the kickoff, right? That's right. See that yeah. year? Yeah, we went and saw that um, one. Yeah, no. So that was the the them winning or losing, you know, again, yeah. should always be secondary. Uh, That's true. But But also, yeah, I didn't like how for the longest time uh, sports would like control too big of like an emotional sure. like because it's it's funny because also then it's like the time the time spent on it too it's because it's like so if they it's actually a lose lose in terms of like the way I would start to look at it in terms of like how I was spending my time it's like I would watch the game and if they win I was head over shoulders so then i have to check the forums i have to watch the yeah. post game show yeah. i have to watch i have to watch highlights of the game i had literally just seen yeah i'm not there's not gonna be anything new in this video clip but i need to see it all again in a mm-hmm. four minute condensed thing and it's like okay so why not just watch that and not the full thing but no of course not i had no, to do both yeah. and then it's like <laughs> and so it and so like it's so it winds up taking even more than just the four hours of the game like and then but also on the other side it used to be like if they lose i'm now emotionally like fucked up i'm in a bad mood not like in like a stay away from evan bad mood but no. like 
definitely no, I mean, like because you know you turn the brightness on your laptop down a couple ticks. Yeah, yeah, like, you're, you're you're a fan. That's how you feel. Like it's not all sunshine and rainbows after a loss. Yeah, I mean, right. And, that's just how it is. And so I guess I just didn't I didn't like the idea of like being out of control of my emotions. Like mm-hmm. I like the idea. I like the idea of feeling emotions. I'm a very big proponent of that. Um, but I do think sports are often the only way uh, some people, predominantly guys, mm. like express emotion. Like sure. I think you get a lot of emotionally repressed dudes hugging only when their team scores a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like I don't. And I'm not saying like, I'm glad that there is that outlet, but like, I would love it if, you know, if it wasn't just like, you know, on Sundays during football season that those types of guys were able to, you know, Mm. get that out of their system. No, for sure. Um, I get that. I mean, that's the thing. Like, look, I, I'm not going to say that this past season was particularly great. And, you know, I was feeling a bit down. I was like, oh, you know, it's going to be tougher to watch games and, gonna have more stuff to do and then cam newton literally twists his t-shirt and says that's lemonade and i'm like i love this shit get it back (laughs) into my system right there like i can't help it those those hype videos that like the celtics or bruins will put up before the playoffs that inevitably lead to disappointment i'm like just eating from that cereal bowl every time man they they got me hooked and that's the problem like they got me hooked and i know it and they know it and it's just like this is the dance we're going to do for eternity so I will like because you know I was kind of like oh fucking hell man like you know Cam Newton's getting five hours of sleep a night he only drinks his first cup of coffee at eight a.m. after waking up at four thirty a.m. maybe he sleeps for like three more hours and has a cup of coffee he might be doing better and you know it's just like and then <laughs> and then it's just like ah uh, you see that that's hard earned lemonade I think he said and I'm like I love this guy already put him back in QB one I can't you help see- it I can't help it the those I, things really get to me. I, I don't know. I know. I, I get that too. <laughs> I was, but I'm also, sorry, I was just doing some quick math. Sure. And so, but yeah. like, so let's say I've been watching them pretty faithfully since 2000. Mm-hmm. So since 2000, the Patriots have played 344 games. Okay. So let's just be, let's just be conservative and say that each broadcast was just a clean four hours. Right. Yeah. So 344 times four is 1,376 hours. Yeah. Which is, a that's like, so that's like, you know, that's not including all of the highlights I've watched. And yeah, even forms, like, oh my yeah. God, you, you, you remember when the Patriots used to win the Super Bowl, they would get, they would have like DVDs to commemorate the yeah. winning season. Yeah. I used to watch those ad nauseum. So yeah, like, we're yeah, really, yeah. we're, we're really on the conservative side sure. here. So bare minimum. So the, yeah, so oh, so so here's the thing. So this is the scary thing. On the bare minimum, um, with rounding, I've spent a little over it was 50, 57 days. So so that's like what? That's like two months. Uh, yeah, it's like two months. So yeah, so one sixth of a year <laughs> just to football, and you, which and you spend a third of the year sleeping anyway. I mean, the yeah, ex- yeah, exactly, exactly. Wow. So like I'm not saying like I'm never gonna watch sports again, but it's definitely one of those things where I'm starting to realize like as I get older, like, um, you know, my 
I need to, I need to like make sure that I've, I do it as a hobby. So yeah, like it's, it's a hobby. It's not like your life. It's not like you are a professional football player or you cover football, like for your job, right. like that. It is a hobby that you enjoy. Yes. I understand that. Yes. Cause you can't treat it like life and death. It is a hobby yeah. that we all enjoy, but some people get a little too much. Yeah. Well, and again, this goes back to the addictive personality thing where mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, yeah, I don't need to know the new England Patriots. Like if I don't know all the stats and like, who's the backups in the secondary yeah. and who's got the most penalties and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Like if I, the team will be fine. Yeah. The team's going to do okay without me fucking watching highlights like I'm a coach trying to move up a rung on the ladder. <laughs> Nobody's hiring me. I am not desirable from a New England Patriots staff standpoint. Well, you so, know, there's probably a high school in California that's looking for a tight ends coach, and then you just work your way up from there. <laughs> I've heard the best talent come in football comes from California. So, oh my well and you'd you'd rather do that than have to coach in the winter and like you know rhode island new york like the eastern winters that are just long cold and hard oh well well that's the thing well it's more like if i'm coaching yeah it would still suck to coach in the cold but like at least i don't have to get you know hit brutally hit constantly <laughs> i get to i can dude i don't i look back on some of that stuff and i'm just like how how stupid and how like passive of a person i used to be like i think it was it was either freshman or sophomore year. There was some scrimmage that we had to suit up for, even though we are JV, mm-hmm. like to watch the varsity. And it was freezing. Yeah. And I'm only taking football casually, so I don't have like a bunch of like the – I should have been wearing way more like gloves and shit. Like, yeah. But like a lot of the, you know, older kids who are actually playing, it's not that bad because they get to actually move around and sure. work up a lather and all that. I am – staying completely still on the sideline for four hours i'm just thinking to myself what am i doing here i get put in on one kickoff mm-hmm. i get reamed so hard like you know like where it's like you're jogging and all of a sudden you're looking at the sky yeah like you get you get hit so hard that it actually it feels like kind of clean yeah <laughs> i was like yeah I, I was like, what is this? <laughs> Why? Like, at least, and the funny thing is, it's like being brutally hit was at least it, I forgot I was cold yeah. for the 10 seconds I was like. Yep. yep, that's true. But I don't know. That's the thing. So I realized back in like, so that was like 2000, 2006, 2007 is when I really started to like, it started to really dawn on me that football athletics was not going to be a career in which Mm. I would be able to get paid off of. Mm. And yet I still, I still gave the Patriots like 13 more years of faithful viewing. Mm -hmm. So it's like one of those things where it's like, I don't know, like, I guess in a weird way, I have to like, I want to not watch them to kind of prove that I can, you know, mm. like yeah. the same, like it would be one thing, like, you know, the, the half measure would be like me saying like, Oh, I'm not going to watch any Celtics, any Red Sox or yeah. any Bruins because in all honesty, well, of course I support those teams. I only really watch them during the playoffs. I right. just never have had the time to watch those four yeah. regular seasons. 
but it's so it's never been a problem. No, I've never, that also hasn't really been a priority. You grew up watching football, like basketball, hockey, yep. where other seasons, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's so it's funny. Like I'm not like I'm not religious, but the the most like actually like gave myself a real test was like, I was like my household was quote unquote religious. Like we went to church like once in a mm, while. Okay, I didn't we know understood this. The, yeah. We under well, it was it's like one of those things where it's like in retrospect, it's more like, okay, my parents had a chiropractic office and they paid to like have it advertised in the pamphlet. Okay. Like I'm pretty sure that it was mostly showing face to try to drum up business. Like mm. I am now like super skeptical about the whole, <laughs> like, like I like, you know, my parents, maybe they went to church when they were kids. So they just thought it was a thing that you do to make your kids miserable the way you were. It's sure. just all passed down. But okay. the point is, I learned about Lent at an early age because yeah. of it, the idea of giving something up for 40 days. Mm -hmm. And the only time I actually really like did that for some reason on a whim in fourth grade, I gave up SpongeBob for Lent, <laughs> which was, you know, if you knew fourth grade Evan, like that was all we fucking talked about at the lunch table. It was, we didn't have personalities back then. We had SpongeBob quotes. <laughs> and so I remember I was, it was so brutal because the kids at the lunch table would be talking about the new episodes mm -hmm. and SpongeBob episodes are always like, you know, some hilarious, crazy shit. So I thought that they were genuinely just all making the shit up off the top of their heads. Like, <laughs> they, they were like, they were like Patrick and SpongeBob get into a snowball fight and uh, Patrick gets like, you know, shot in the mouth with hunnels out of SpongeBob's holes, and I'm just like, cut the bullshit. Y'all just know I've given up SpongeBob for Lent, and you're fucking with me. I mean, of course, fourth grade Evan wouldn't use terms like bullshit and fuck. I was scared to curse back then. Yeah. Um, Jesus as well. But, you also, you know, you also. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it was my my dad used to say, "Don't take the Lord's name in vain." So now I I savor whenever I get to say Jesus fucking Christ because yeah. I'm just like. It's just like an extra, there was something extra forbidden about that that now I just like am able to let rip. But so the point is that was an actually difficult thing to give up for Lent. And mm -hmm. so I'm wondering, like this last, during quarantine, I didn't, uh, I didn't really watch football all that much. Yeah. Or I watched it the least that I had done before, but I'd still watched some of the games. Yeah, we, wa we were able to watch, I'd say more than a handful of games. Yeah. Yes, but was, yeah, but it definitely wasn't the full 16 for no. the first time in a long time. Yeah. Well, now I now I kind of want to see just for the sake of my own challenge if I can do the full 16 without watching. Like mm. I can still follow or like treat them the way I treated the other Boston sports teams where it's like if they're in the playoffs, I can follow them and yeah. I maybe can watch a game if an opportunity arises. Well, I think I would love to be able to like you know, I can follow them by just getting the scores, knowing yeah. what the record is like, you know. And also, you don't want to be the Spike Lee of the Patriots. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be that guy because that's a lot. Oh, well, the, the, the problem is with, yeah, the way I used to think that, by the way, I used to think that I want to be I legit would say the Spike Lee of the Patriots. Like I wanted them to always cut to the crowd and be mm -hmm. like, and there's Evan losing his shit, heckling <laughs> players, the full nine yards. Yeah. But the truth is football stadiums, they aren't really it's no 
do that in basketball because you're literally sitting on the court. Yeah. Like there is no, I mean, and rightfully so, there is no sideline seat. Oh, wouldn't you pay top dollar to watch some celebrity who's trying to promote their new show on CBS just take a middle linebacker to the lap (laughs) when they're selling out on like a trying to get an interception? And it's just like, Oh, and there's a broken pelvis, folks. Yep, yeah. that show is going to be delayed to mid-season while that actor recovers. <laughs> I would love that. But, but you know, yeah, put, no, so. put some risk back in, the, back in the process of advertising for your product. Like, will you go whatever, will you go the length that it takes to promote your movie, promote your show? If you're not yep. willing to sit field side at a... <laughs> oh, <laughs> at that's a actually... Steelers game, then I don't want to know what you're selling, right? That's that's what they should do. So it should be like it's like the uh, it's like Fox Fox puts like all of the like up and coming shows that want to get picked up on the sideline, and they're mm-hmm. like, if you can take you know a running back spilling out like you know and knocking over your team, like we'll give you the real good time <laughs> slot. You know, we'll give you that. You know. Wednesday, 9 p.m. I don't know when the good time slots are because people don't really watch cable like that anymore. Yeah. But yeah, like it's funny. Yeah. Whenever you like, they're like, and now here's a show about doctors and they cut to some like actor, like half interestedly eating popcorn and the announcers have to be like, hey, there's that doctor from that show you can watch. We're getting mm-hmm. paid to say this. Yeah. Now we're done getting paid to say this. Back to the thing I actually care about. Yep. Yep. But yeah, actually, you know what? No, make it. I just, you know, I can uh, remember how, like, I remember, like, what's it called? The most, the most coveted slot is the the TV show slot right after the Super Bowl. It's mm-hmm. always a big episode of whatever show gets to follow up the Super Bowl. Yep. I, I remember this because the only year I really watched it for some reason, um, it was back in the dorms after the Packers beat the Steelers. Uh, I remember. Mm. Glee had like a really big episode and I was already in my dorm with the thing on. So I watched. Yeah. I watched Glee. Okay. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> but Glee. I'm just realizing now. Yeah. Glee. Uh, it would have been, it would have been so much better. What should have been was, and now the cast of Glee will take on the Super Bowl champion. Green Bay Packers. Can you imagine? In character too. So like the kid in the wheelchair has to still act like he's a kid in the wheelchair. He can't he can't be able-bodied for the, you know. And that's the thing, it would be a fair, I think it would actually be a very fair match. You have a team that's physically exhausted from playing real football. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, these glee kids, they've been, you know, resting up. They're all juiced, ready to go. You know, they have plenty of time to also they just got four hours of game film to study that's true and probably better coordinated oh well no yeah that's the other thing too the coach has to be their head coach they don't get professional help no, like they no, have no. to come up with everything on their own i would watch that i, I think a lot of america would watch that <laughs> great I mean, good idea yeah good idea. We'll oh my pitch god it. we'll pitch it i'll package this up use some content for this and send like a quick little thing we'll see how it goes well i mean it's you know people People like seeing people get hurt. Yeah, you know? that's true. That's all, you know, that's all we really want to see mm-hmm. in different forms on TV. If mm-hmm. it's, I don't care if it's a cartoon, an athlete, some guy on Wipeout trying to win 50 bucks yeah, in Papa man. John's gift that cards. That show is amazing. Holy Dude, shit. Takeshi's you know Castle make- back in the day. 
I follow No Contact Takeshi's Castle. Oh, I don't know this. Highly show. recommend this, Evan. You will love this shit. Yeah. Wait, let me see. Maybe I've. It was like an old '90s on like the animated show network. You're <laughs> like it's it's it, and also it was the '90s, right? So they didn't really care about like legal issues when it came to like contestant safety. They just went for it. Oh, sure. I've I've seen shows that are kind of like this. Yeah, no, that's like yeah, that's like the the those shows are the best. And the funny mm-hmm. thing is though is like they're the best, and yet I feel like American versions always somehow manage to like they screw up what is so good about it like yeah i would love i used to love like i love ninja warrior mm-hmm. but an american ninja warrior sucks mm-hmm. like because we we just like you know they do the classic like america's got talent thing to it where it's like you need a sad backstory on this person for and like we're watching you watch their intro about them for five minutes, then they slip on the first obstacle and are eliminated. And it's like, oh, I just learned about this guy's fucking dog shelter that he runs by himself for no good reason. What a piece of shit. He should have at least gotten to round two if he was going to, you know, <laughs> let me into his life. Have you, um, um, have, have you ever worked out while watching American Ninja Warriors? <laughs> I didn't work out while watching American Ninja Warrior, but I did... I've I worked out recently while watching the celebrity dating game. Oh, and I walked I worked out watching The Bachelor. Yeah. That's like what was on one of the TVs at Plant Fitness. Yes. Oh, nothing will make you want to run faster to run away from a TV that you can't run away from, <laughs> like watching those shows. The only saving grace is that they're on mute. I don't know about you, dude, but it's funny. Like, even though I know I'm safe. Yeah. I still have a very low cringe tolerance. Uh-huh. And so The Bachelor for me is like, well, yes. you you know how we used to watch it back in Jersey. It would yep. be like I had to actively keep my home base in the kitchen with the food because <laughs> I could circle out for a little bit. But then you get a guy who, don't get me wrong, he's like smoking hot and he's like 24, but he's yeah. like got this letter out and he's like, this is what love means to me. And I'm like, I can't be here for this. Mm. Oh God, this guy's like, yes. And so it's like, I don't know. That's a, but I've never watched anything like very athletic. Well, I've watched like, oh, what's it called? That was that show Wipeout. Yeah. The one where we just hurt people. Mm-hmm. Um, Great like, show. As previously you know, mentioned. You know, they make people sign waivers. Yeah. Uh, for that. Like you can't sue the people who yeah. you know make you a fucking paraplegic because Did, you thought it'd be funny to bounce on some dodgeballs. Was it you who told me that there's like a lot of like internal bleeding that contestants have after that <laughs> show? I think it was you. Or it was I like think, one of your mates from Tish that told me that. I was like, wow, that's so oh, fucking surprising. I had no idea. And then I thought I about did, it, like, I, yeah, he just got whacked in the midsection. Like he's probably bleeding internally. It's not like they're like at the top of their physical like peak. They're obviously in shape. But it's not like they're, you know, yeah. like cut. I mean, I don't know. They're 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 not as much in shape as they are cash desperate. So they kind of just let or people are desperate to be on TV in general. But it yeah. is kind of like apparently, I'm not sure. I'm sure like internal bleeding has happened. Um, but yeah, I think the big thing is it turns out the people who win, and it's only like, by the way, like ten thousand, yeah. which after taxes it's like good lord you fucking have a scratch ticket when you're done with this shit 
enjoy the fucking prosthetic feet. Yeah. Like what is, but look, you wind up spending most of your winnings on hospital bills to fix whatever. Like, I think I read somewhere, like someone was like, yeah, I competed and da 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 fucked up my leg. It's supposed like watching somebody flop into water is supposed to be funny, but now I'm a little bit older. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, you know, it too. Like you've actually like gone through like a lot more. The idea of seeing somebody hurt themselves in real time is very much like a very young and healthy person thing to laugh at. Like yeah, I watch some of these people's like when their back gets like, you know, curved the mm-hmm. wrong way, like hitting an obstacle or whatever. Mm-hmm. I grab my own lower back. Yeah. Like, Thanking my lucky stars. I don't know, dude. I like cash as much as the next person, but and there's a lot that I would do to de- I would degradate myself a lot in the I would do a lot of embarrassing shit, but I'm not gonna do shit that's going to physically harm me for money. That's showbiz baby question mark. <laughs> yeah, that's showbiz baby. Yo, you can <laughs> you you can you would I could I will play the bottom half of the horse on the masked singer. I won't even sing. I'll just be the guy's fucking back legs. Well, fucking, I don't know. Insert, you know, C-list celebrity sings It's Getting Hot in Here as I'm literally a horse's ass. I will do that. I will do that for SAG minimum. I'll do that for half. I'll take, I'll take aspiring actor rates. That's how... And that's the thing. They'll probably make me sign a waiver saying any lumbar pain that the show's cause, Fox is not responsible for. I think that show's on Fox. It is. I'd, uh, I'd like to thank you for being my guest this week, Evan. I really appreciate it. Um, Anytime. Once this call drops off and we go over to the book club call, I'm going to be switching the fan on. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, true, true, true crime confession yeah. to all you podcast listeners. I didn't read the book, so I'm not going to be on the call. I, I fucked up hard. I'm not going to lie. No, I almost, earlier today, I almost had the balls to be like, let me see if I can get on this call. I want to get on this call and be a very, very active participant and see if anyone picks up on the fact that I haven't read the book. But I wanted to Team argue chaos. with people. Like, no, I disagree. I don't think the character was going for that at all. And then they'd be, well, what evidence do you have? And I'm like, oh, you know, around page 100 to 300. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, good point. I'll be like, well, I think cool. because, because this is a uh, former guest, Nick's just like hang out slash talk about a book briefly. I'm sure that there's not you know, we're not going to be doing like intense critiques of the new um, Stephen King book later. And there's not going to be an intense. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, the, the, the point is I, I do, I feel bad because it's one of those things where it's like, you ever, you ever realize you have time to read a book and yet the book just doesn't get read. That's I, I literally, I could have probably read the book twice the amount of times like if i actually you know what if i if i have the amount of cat videos i've watched like Mm -hmm. the hours to that i could have written stephen king's newest novel (laughs) and y'all would have had time to read it and discuss that this week too oh that's good i feel i do feel bad i'm usually i'm usually like pretty i've been trying to you know read more but good lord oh you're too hard on yourself mate it's no, all good. No, you've been, you've been, I told Vish as well, you've been working hard on it. And it's evident. That's the thing. 
I mean, when you wow. work hard on something, like when you genuinely care about something and you put time towards it, like you see the results of it. It is a slow burn though, but, right? Things don't happen overnight. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, well, that's the thing. I think I subconsciously try to sab my t- sabotage myself too. I mean, because... who doesn't? The, like the expert saboteurs know how to sabotage themselves, you know? Well, yeah, exactly. Like, okay, so it was like, it was like, okay, I capture these cats to like, you know, foster or raise them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, you know, like I'm going to let this like somehow not only fuck up my sleep schedule, but also my eating schedule. Like there was a day where it was like after, you know, after, so we had to end the first half of this pod early for me to capture that black cat. Yeah. And I rewarded myself with like a whole pizza to the face. Dude, yeah, I got my comfort zone is too fucking. I the only thing fatter than me is my comfort zone. I need to skinny that up too. I don't know. I think I spend I spend way too much time in my comfort zone. I think you know what I mean. Like, it's it, you have been working towards being outside of your comfort zone, and it's something that you shared with us on the pod. And I do appreciate that. Uh, thanks for being my guest this week. I really appreciate it. And yeah, you want to stick around for a bit after? Yeah, sure, dude. All right. Oh, this will be good. This will because now the the audience will be thinking, oh, where are they going to talk about that we're not allowed to hear? Yeah, Ooh. exactly. That's the best part. A lot of people yeah. will mess with me like, what did you talk about after you stopped the recording with X guests? And I'm like, there's a reason I stopped it. A it's like of, it's a lot it's all it's all flat earther theory, really. That's all we talk about. We, we neither of us believe a fucking sphere could be floating around another sphere. Like, let's be real; it's two coins. Yeah, we learned we learned it from Celtics legend astrophysicist Kyrie Irving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs>